It's oh. good to be in the house of the Lord. Yes. Oh. And I say this again. I say this frequently, but I hope you came. You need to come in faith Amen. when you come into a group like this because the Lord honors faith. And scripture says without faith it's impossible to please God. But our faith is our connection. Yeah. Uh, to the Holy Spirit and what God wants to say to you today. So you're not here just by happen chance. You know, you're here because God does have something to show you, tell you this morning. Truth. Um, and we are, we've been in the book of 1 Peter. We're continuing in the study in 1 Peter. If you have your Bible with you. Shake it around. Shake it around. This is my Bible. <laughs> if you don't have a Bible with you and you'd like to follow along, which we strongly encourage you yes. to follow along because... We all need to know what the Word of God says. The Word of God is Jesus speaking to us. He is the Word of God. So if you need a Bible, raise your hand. The usher will hand you one. Or you can get out your electronic device, whatever it is that you use. And turn to 1 Peter chapter 4. We're going to be in verse, start with verse 10. We're only going to do two verses this morning. <laughs> we'll eventually get through 1 Peter. But uh, these two verses are just so important, too, that we stop. We want to dig around a little bit for a couple of weeks yes. on the subject, the topic of what these two verses are. So we're going to start with verse 10, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. It says this. This is up on the PowerPoint, too. As each one has received a gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the go. manifold grace of God. Verse 11, do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. You have the gift of helping others. Do it with all your strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. Yes. All glory and power to him forever Amen. and ever. Amen. 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 So today we want to look more specifically about what the Bible has to say about gifts and the gifts that... Uh, each one of us have been given. So let's just, before we approach the word of God, let's pray and ask God for his help. Father, we thank you. Uh, we thank you for the wonderful, great salvation that you gave us. You've given us through Jesus Christ. And I, we ask you, Lord, just like Pastor Steve was praying after worship, open our eyes, open our spiritual eyes, Holy Spirit, to see the gifts that we've each been given and help us to value them the way you value them. Yes. Lord, I ask you, Holy Spirit, to give us then courage to step out and use them, like we just read in that scripture, to employ them to serve one another, Being help one steward. another, yes. and that we would do it to the best of our ability, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for showing us these things that we could walk in your, help you to be glorified in the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Amen. So let's go back to verse 10 there. It says this, each one has received a gift. Now, how many have received a gift? Yes. Each yeah. one, it says, has received a gift, employed in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So the good news this morning is that no one's left out. <laughs> Everybody sitting in this room, if you've given your life to Christ, mm -hmm. and even if you have not, you still, there is still the way God wires. We're all made in the image of God. And he's wired us to do works, good works for him, according to his plan and purpose for our life in the earth. And so he's given, it says, each one has received a gift. Yes. And the gift is not so much to just look at yourself and say, oh, wow, look how great I am, or... But it's to serve. It says to serve one another as a good steward. So he wants us, you know what a steward is? Somebody who's in charge of something, taking care of something. You're a steward. So there's so much in, these, in this verse. This is why we want to spend a few weeks to dig around in it. Yeah. Because we all must see that we do have a gift. And we have to ask ourselves, am I serving and am I using the gift? Because we will give an account. There's a reason why he says be a yeah. good steward of it. Because there's coming a day, we've seen this as we've gone through this book before, that we'll give an account for our life, what we did with the gifts that we've been given. And in fact, I mean, this says each one has received a gift, and it does say a gift. But the truth of the matter mm -hmm. is, here we go. <laughs> with, with our salvation, we've received many gifts 
within the one gift of salvation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, spiritual gifts. In, in Ephesians 1.3, it says we've been blessed with every spiritual yes. blessing in Christ Jesus. So, and I've often likened it to like a nesting box. You know, you know what a nesting box is? Like you see one box, it looks like one single thing. You take the lid off, it's like, oh, there's a, something else. There's another box in here. Then you take that one out and there's another box in there. And then it just could go on. You could have 15 things. Yeah. It could look like one thing, but inside there's 15 more gift boxes, if you will. <laughs> and we, we did a Christmas Eve message uh, some years ago, and we used this kind of illustration. Right explaining that Jesus was the main, the gift that we've been given, that the earth, the people of the earth have been given. It starts with salvation, which is that bigger gift at the bottom. But like it says in John 1.16, from his abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another. Yes. Some translations say grace upon grace or gift, gift heaped upon. upon gift. So he gives this understanding that like with salvation comes eternal life. You've been given the gift. Eternal life is a gift. But you cannot have eternal life unless the Holy Spirit has recreated you on the inside. Amen. So the Holy Spirit is a gift from God. He's the third person of the Trinity. He comes to make you a new creation. He dwells on the inside of you to lead you and guide you through yes. life. This is a gift. Amen. Then what's the next one? We have their righteousness. It's yes. hard for me to read from this far. Right here, right up here. Yeah. <laughs> righteousness. We cannot even have a relationship with God until we've been made righteous like him. And God's perfect. Then who can be perfect? You can never do enough works to be perfect. So he gives us, he bore our sins on the cross. He justified us when our sins were paid. And he gives us then as a gift his righteousness. Yes. We've been made the righteousness of God. Now that's a gift. We're pretty now, spectacular. Like now we can fellowship with God because we've been made like him, but it didn't come from something you did, you right. earned. It was a gift. And then after that, we think? have faith. God gives every person the measure of faith, which is a gift from God. It's God's kind of faith yes. so that we can fellowship with him. We can believe his promises. We can believe, like what Pastor Steve, we were saying, was is the unseen. And actually, by believing, by faith, bring things into the scene. Yes. Bring the blessing into our life. This has a gift. And then, we, among many more, but spiritual gifts, yes. we've On all been given. Yes. The Bible talks in 1 Corinthians 12 about the nine supernatural gifts of the Spirit. We'll mention some of that next week. Next week. But this week, we want to talk about the spiritual gift that each one of us have been given. But it all starts with our salvation. And we have to realize we didn't earn it. You don't, we, don't, we didn't deserve it. We were all dead in our sin. Right. And yet he loved us. And he poured out grace upon grace. He said, I'm going to give you salvation, eternal life, the Holy Spirit, righteousness, and on and on and on, Glory just like a nesting God. box. Boy, we've been so, at church already, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> Glory to God. And salvation is based on the finished work of Jesus Christ. Yeah. The finished work of Jesus Christ. That's what our salvation is based on. Okay, that fell off. It's offered. It's offered to me. It's offered to you. It's actually offered to the whole world, this salvation. Thank you, Jason. He's fixing this right now. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. It's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. And yeah. it's received by faith. Yeah. It's the grace of God through your faith. Ephesians chapter 2. Take a look at this scripture. Now, this is so important. Some people, I just got a, a text from my buddy in Wyoming. He's talking about a gentleman there that's been a, a Christian for years. And he's, he's already saying, oh, I hope I've, I've done enough. I hope I've done enough. Well, I texted him this scripture. I said, please have your friend read this. <laughs> and this is something that we need to understand, too. God saved you by his grace when you believed. By faith, yeah. That's it. 
And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for good things we have done. So no one can boast. Salvation is a free gift. It comes to us by the grace of God. It's when we believe and exercise our faith. Thank you, Jason. Now listen to this. What is grace of God? What is the grace of God? What is the grace of God? Is, does that mean I can continue to sin and God winks at it? Oh, God forbid is right because you, sin has a way. Well, grace is the working of God. It's his special divine power and favor granted and bestowed upon undeserving people. Mm -hmm. undeserving people yeah. we got to understand God is holy he's holy and we have no way except through Jesus Christ to obtain that holiness yeah. that's what that righteousness box is when you're saved you have that box of yeah. salvation with many gifts in let me read that again Grace is the working of God's special divine power and favor bestowed upon undeserving people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, we, we're all like this. When somebody says, I'm going to give you a big special favor, our eyes light up. <laughs> Kid of Christmas, come on now. <laughs> we all like receiving special favor, don't we? For sure we do. Uh, something that's done for you out of sheer kindness is really what it is. We didn't do anything to deserve it. It just, somebody's yeah, just blessing no us. It's the grace it. of yeah. God. It, let's help me uh, illustrate it by this. Our, our daughter and son-in-law are trying to buy a new car. And uh, it's more difficult now than you think. It's... Uh, if you tried to buy a new car, you're going to go to the lot and you're going to find it a lot harder than you think it is. Uh, because uh, what happens is the inventory is really low. <laughs> the car is not there. It's pretty much you have to take what's on the lot. Because the car you want these days is not there. If you wanted a light interior, a white car, well, guess what? If they have a black car and a dark interior, that's what you're getting. Unless you want to wait... Six to eight months yeah. to get it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have the package you need. They don't have the, the bells and whistles that you want. No, they don't. But this is the grace I'm talking the, about the here. prices, too, are hiked up. Oh, yeah. You said they're hiking the price up $5,000 over the MSRP. Just, I said, why? I don't know, just because they can do it. <laughs> So not only do you not get maybe what you want that's on, you have to buy what's on the lot. It's like you're paying $5,000 more. On top of it. Over and above. Yeah. So but, the but, salesperson says to you, I have a really good relationship with the owner, and uh, I have favor in his eyes, so I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to be able, you want, I can get you that car you want. I can upgrade it. I will upgrade it to the fanciest that we have. Not only that, it'll be the best technology. It'll be exactly what you want. And I can get it, not only that, I can get it tomorrow for you. And we're not going to charge you the $5,000. Favor. Favor. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> then you say, Undeserved favor. I'll take it. <laughs> because you didn't do anything to deserve it. Yeah. Nothing you did to deserve it. We're going to say, this is awesome. Yes, I will take it. And then you're going to be wanting to get in it and use it, aren't you? You're going to be enjoying, hey, punch this button. Look what it does. Let's see this. Oh, the window's up and down. The back the window. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> <laughs> you did nothing to deserve it. You had this favor from this guy completely. Use it, you're going to just be sitting in that. And you're going to be saying, praise you, Lord God, thank yeah, you yeah. so much. And you'd be telling other people about it, wouldn't you? You'd be like, oh, man, you're on the phone. You're talking to your neighbor. <laughs> you see that car? Like, do you know how I got that thing? 
You can't even believe what happened to me. Like how, how, how good that salesperson was to me. And I think, now I'm comparing this to the, do we get excited about our salvation? Because I think that's just a car. Come on eventually now. Eventually it is going to rust and end up in a junkyard. <laughs> and, I mean, in whatever amount of years. It's like, do we think about the gift and the favor that we've gotten through our salvation? Come on now. And do we ever like share it with anybody with that kind of excitement? Yes. When you think about what you've been given, the Come kindness. On. And be like, hey, do you know what happened to me today? Like, if this was the first time you heard the gospel, it's like, I got saved. Like, I, I've been saved from an eternity. I don't, I'm not going to hell. My for sins eternity. are forgiven. Woo! You'd be pretty excited about it. It's like, I've been made a child of God. I mean, he loves me deeply. He actually yes, has a plan yes, for my yes. life. I've been made the righteousness of God. <laughs> He's had his eye on me from the foundation of the world. Be like, you got to hear about this. <laughs> I, I mean, want if, it. If we had that kind of excitement, I think we'd get the world saved like yeah. this. You know? <laughs> You'd be like, I, the person would be like, well, how did that happen? What did you do? Yeah. It's like, I didn't have to do anything. I did nothing. I just believed what he did for me. And he's like, he gave me salvation. He gave me righteousness. He gave me the Holy Spirit. He gave me a plan and purpose for my life. Yes, babe. Woo! Let's get excited about our great salvation. Amen? Yes, amen. I mean, listen to how the message, this is a paraphrase, but listen to how it, it describes verses 3 to 6 out of chapter 1. This is not Of our, Ephesians. Uh, yeah, the, of Ephesians chapter 1. This is cool. And it, it's not up on PowerPoint. But it says this, how blessed is God and what a blessing he is. He's the father of our master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to the high places of blessing in him. Long before he laid down earth's foundations, he had us in mind. <laughs> had settled on us as the focus of his love. Wow. To be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. And what pleasure he took in planning this. <laughs> he wanted us to enter into the celebration of his lavished gift-giving by the hand of his beloved son. Wow. Glory to God is right. I mean, this, des this describes it as lavish gift-giving. I like that word. Lavish. <laughs> I mean, you could almost see God smiling with delight. Yes. Like, I'm using all my power for you yeah. to free you from your sin, to adopt you into my family, to make you like me, to give you a plan and purpose for your life. Like, I give you myself, he's saying. Yes. I give you spiritual yes. gifts. Like, I'm giving you the kingdom. <laughs> this is what the scripture says. Yeah. Now, that's undeserved favor. When you begin to open up, the, this, is the, this is what the church needs to do. They'll begin to read the word of God. This is the will of God. It's like a will and testament. Yes. So you went to a lawyer to say, well, what's the, what, you know, you're, somebody leaves you something in their will, and they go read you the will. Here's what's given to you. Here's your inheritance. This is so important for us that we open up our understanding yes. and receive what God has given. Sometimes we think we're waiting on God. God's waiting on us yep. to have our faith open and yep. actually open our hands and say, I want to receive, I want to know, and I want to walk in yes. all that you've died to give me. But, but this takes faith in our heart and it takes believing, doesn't it? And how does it come? Faith comes by hearing. By hearing, hearing the word of God, word right? Of God. This is why we're talking about it. This yeah. is alive. It's not just words on a page. You need to do this with your heart open and yeah. asking the Holy Spirit, teach me. Yeah. yeah. So we've been adopted, yeah. it says, into God's family. Hallelujah. And he did it in love. He thought about us in, in long, long ago in love. Even when we were dead in our sins, yes. he could have looked at us and said, well, you all deserve it. But he didn't. <laughs> yeah. This is this undeserved kindness. This is why you could kiss his feet. <laughs> <laughs> you think this about the, uh, yeah. being adopted into God's family. Let's, let's, and the lavish gift giving. Uh -huh. You receive this through faith in your spirit. This is why you have to understand you're a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. Your body's the lowest part of you. It's just your servant. 
You are a child of the living God. It, now consider a child that gets adopted from China. What do you think that, that uh, uh, orphanage looks like in China? It's very regimented. It's all group. Uh, very little kindness or feeling special in it. Everything goes at the same order all the way. And probably just your basics, and some of them, I'll bet, just your basics to live. That's it. And you start to grow up in that. Then somebody from the United States, it's a middle-class person, adopts you, brings you back to the United States, walk into the house. Here's your bedroom. What color do you want it? <laughs> what kind of sheets would you like? Would you like some fancy ones? They get a, would you like a puppy? <laughs> <laughs> and a cat. And a cat. <laughs> and let's go get ice cream. <laughs> That's lavish gift giving to a person, and it's undeserved. Yeah. See, we've been adopted into God's family. And we receive these gifts just like it says. We've been blessed with We are to exercise our faith by what is the spirit of faith? We call those things that are not as though they were. The spirit of faith is I believe, therefore I speak. Now think about it, the prodigal son. Remember that story? Anybody know what chapter it is? Oh, thank you, everybody. Luke, Luke 15. Yeah. Bible scholars right here. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, the prodigal son tells his dad, I want my inheritance now. Then he runs off to a different country, and he, he loses all his money, Squanders ends up him. being poor, actually feeding pigs. He wants to eat what he's feeding the pig. He wants to eat it. Well, then the Bible says he came to himself, and he said, it says he repented. I repent before heaven. I've sinned against heaven and my dad. So he takes the long journey back. Remember, this guy's been working in a pig pen. He's been living in, with the pigs. So he's taking his son, getting back. His dad sees him a long way off. His dad runs to him, runs to him runs to him. See, he wasted all the inheritance that he had gotten. He'd actually ask his dad, hey, give it to me now. You're dead to me. I'm going. And he comes back and he says, dad, I sinned against heaven and I sinned against you. But his dad really, he accepted that, but his dad wasn't focused on exactly that. What did he do? He, he came, oh my gosh. Listen, he started to call out, Yay! It's celebration time. Yeah. He says, give him the signet ring. Do you know what that means? A signet ring means you have authority as a family member. You have authority as a family member. Give him the robe. The robe means that now I am identified as a son. Do you know you have the robe of righteousness in? Yeah. You're identified as a son and daughter of the living God. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes he says he give him sandals put sandals on his feet do you know in that day slaves and servants had no shoes none so dad is saying put a sandal on he's not a slave yeah. he's a family these are all lavishly bestowed upon somebody Undeserving. You know, but I'm, I'm, it's lavish. I love that word too. Lavish. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you said I already have. <laughs> yeah. Looky here. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Our salvation is not just a ticket to heaven. Too many people in the Christian realm are just, well, I'm just waiting to die so I can go to heaven. Yeah. You know, salvation is much more than that. Yeah. It, it, it's more than just knowing your sins are forgiven and I'm going to heaven. Yeah. 
need to live it out. You need to live it out. You need to, because if you're born again, guess what? Your life changes. Your life changes. The old man's died. See, and there's abundance of gifts. There's abundance yes. of gifts to partake of. Right now, he said, remember, he said, be a good steward of what he's been given to us. Be a good steward. So we have to understand what are the gifts that we have, and we have to be a good steward of it, meaning that I want to use it. And when you use it, it benefits you. It benefits everybody else around you. Yeah. And it brings a joy. It manifests the kingdom of God. And not only does it bring you joy, bring somebody else joy. Guess what else happens? Because you are a good steward of what God gave you. He's going to reward you for using your gifts throughout all eternity. Yeah. Eternal reward. Eternal reward. It's the, it's Be a good steward of your gifts. Yeah. So just the gift that keeps on giving right <laughs> yes <laughs> <I> mean, that's <laughs> it <laughs> and it matters so this stuff matters when we read each one has received a gift it matters that we're aware of this yes. it matters that we become a steward of it and and exercise our faith we, we don't want to be like the man it's a story i don't even know if it's a true story or not oh this is good he's you know a, a man traveling to america long ago he had to take it on a ship he saved just enough money to buy a ticket and so he's so happy, I have this ticket. Going to America. You know, going to America. And so he brings cheese and crackers along with him just to have for the journey so he can make it there to sustain him. And so every day on the ship, he's looking in the dining room and he's seeing people, he smells the food, <laughs> seeing people eating, you know, nice meals and enjoying themselves. Yeah. And he's like, well, at least I know I'm going to America as he's eating his cheese and crackers. So then when the journey's over, everybody's uh, making their way off the ship. The porter, you know, he makes his way to the porter. The porter says to him, sir, did we offend you in some way? And he said, no, I wasn't offended. He said, well, I, we never saw you join us in the dining room with the other people. And he said, oh, I just had enough money to get the ticket. And the porter's like, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. Didn't you know that the price of the ticket included everything? The meals, the beverages, everything that the ship has yes. to offer you. <laughs> now, see, this is the way a lot of Christians go through their life. Yeah. You know, believers, you might have given your life to Christ years ago. It's like, I got my ticket to heaven. You know, I got my ticket to heaven. But, you know, it's so valuable to you. That's great. But did you ever learn like this to yeah. unwrap it and see everything else has been included <laughs> with the gift? Yeah. It's like, whoa. <laughs> You, well, you don't want to go face Christ and he's saying, well, you basically like just wasted your life because all you did was hold on to the ticket. And I had so much more for you to experience in your life. So each one of us, think about it. Each one, so today when you hear this story, you're not left out. And I Come know on. you might think, well, I don't know. I don't feel like it. Well, the reason sometimes is just because there's been no, you've never heard. Faith yeah. comes by hearing yeah. and hearing by the word of God. So this is why we want to talk about it yeah. for the next couple of weeks to awaken your understanding and discover yeah. that you do have a gift. The we're treasure gonna, inside of you. The treasure inside of you. It says, as each one, this there is on are. PowerPoint, verse 10 of what we've been reading here in 1 Peter 410 is each one has received a gift. There we are. Now remember, it says employ it or use it in serving one another as a good steward of the manifold grace of God. Manifold meaning great variety. A manifold is diverse. Like, yes. And this word gift here, each one has received a gift. In the Greek, that word is charisma. Mm -hmm. It's like a divine spiritual endowment, something that came from God at your creation. It's the way he wired you together. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I mean, this is, we're talking, Peter, and this word here, gifts, he's talking about personal uh, giftings, like they come with your personality. Right. The way you see the world, all right? Sometimes they're referred to in, when you read some books, like as motivational gifts, because they, they seem to motivate the way, the force of your life, like the way you want to react and see and help and do whatever. It colors the way you see people. Yeah. It colors the way you see it's the world. your personality. Yeah. Come on. And we have to begin to, oh, I, I think when we give an example of this, you're going to go, oh, 
oh, is that a gift? You're going to see that you have yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> Verse 11, in, in following that up, it's, it divides up into two main categories. Yeah. Verse, yeah. You know, it talks about a speaking gift and it talks about a serving gift. And verse 11 says, do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Yeah. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and yeah. energy God supplies. Yeah. Turn to Romans chapter 12. Yeah. Romans chapter 12. And we're going to start in verse 6. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 comes right after... Romans chapter 11. <laughs> I'm well, throwing some helpful. softballs to you today. <laughs> Glory to God. Romans chapter 12. And we're going to go start off in verse 6, but you should read it because it's talking about renewing your mind. Renewing your mind to the Word of God. And this is vital. In His grace... Unmerited favor. Mm -hmm. God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, to preach, that means, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If teaching, teach well. If your gift is encouraging others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, then take the responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift of showing kindness and mercy to others, do it gladly. We, we see here that there, there, there are seven motivational gifts here. Seven in, that, in those scriptures. Now, we're going to go through those. And I think, like Pastor Mamie said, you're going to find something that rings a bell in you. Oh, that's me. That's me. Oh, yeah, I, I do that. But the first one is, uh, we're going to call it a perceiver, a prophecy, it perceiver. Prophecy, and most of the translations will say prophecy. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, it's, uh, it's not necessarily being called into a full-time ministry is what he's talking about. Uh, but it's more of a, a, a person who sees the world black and white, right and wrong. There's like no in between, you know. <laughs> they, they, re, they are able to perceive right and wrong really pretty quickly. They're able to see good and evil really quickly. Uh, and they're going to take a stand for the truth. Yeah. They don't really bend. They want the will of God to be done. Yeah. Stand for the truth. This is, this is gifted with spiritual insight. And really, in a sense, it's like an eye to the body. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you're going to notice some of these things maybe in yourself. You'd be like, I'm a little bit of this, I'm a little bit of that. But most of us are dominant in one of them. And then maybe a couple of the other ones <clears throat> work together. Right. And so, again, this is a person, the, the person with that perceiver gift you know, like Pastor Steve was saying, it's the black and white. It's like, no, this is right and this is wrong. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see people that are gifted and wired a different way are okay with some gray. <laughs> but the next is the serving gift. Serving gift. This, is the, this gift is the person who is always giving their hand to something, giving mm -hmm. their heart to help. And I could just, our church is filled with a lot of server yeah, gifts. I mean, just take a look at that rummage sale and what happened, and you can see the people that have serving gifts because they're generally the ones that are like first volunteer. I'll do it. I'll help. You know, I'll go in there. I'll sign up. Mm -hmm. And serving gifts like to fix things. They like to yeah. build things. It's like they're, they're the hands-on people, right? okay, where they see a need. And so you need people like this in the body of Christ, amen? amen. Because if everybody was just the eye, like, this is right, this is wrong, I want to help you, you know, disciple you, it's like, who's going to help serve and do the other things, right? So we need the people with perceiver gifts, we need it's serving the gifts. Right. Then you have people with a teaching gift. These are the people that <clears throat> like to dig in the Word of God. 
search out answers. They, they want to research things, yes. okay? They're always asking questions, and they're, you know, liking the answers. They want to share their answers and their insight with people in the body of Christ. These are the people that like the line upon line. You know, the people that, I had to laugh because when we started to learn about these gifts, <laughs> they were like, these are the people that have books all around where they sit. You know, <laughs> a book here and a book there, and it's you like, should, you, should you know, like the pa papers and notebooks. It's like, oh, I guess that's sort of where I land, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> totally. Yeah. Anyways, then there's the encouraging. Yes, a, a gift of exhortation. You know, it's, it's encouraging a person in their spiritual walk. You're making progress. This is good. You know, if the perceiver sees everything black and white, well, an encourager sees all the gray. You know, there, none of us have arrived. None of us are failures. <laughs> we can make it. You can do it. That's an encourager. Yeah. You know, it's really, in a sense, again, a mouth of the body is really what it is. And then there's a giving gift. It, it's giving in a generous way. They love to support the work of the ministry, the, the gospel. They want to see it spread. They love the word in a sense that they have, uh, all, they understand that everything that God is God's. Everything is God's. And so I'm going to just allow it to flow through me to wherever God has directed me to help the gospel come to pass. It's God will bless. A, this guy works. He's a worker. The person is a worker. It's like a, for a woman, it's Proverbs 31 woman. You are a giver. The key is, is that you have been blessed by God to make money. But yet you are not worshiping mammon. You're the one who is seeking first the kingdom of God. And all this is flowing to you because you can allow it to flow through you. Yeah, yeah. You know, those are the arms of the body, really, in a sense. They support the work of the ministry. Yeah. And you have to have them. Yeah. Gosh, this is the body here. We need everybody. Nobody is left out, remember? Right. Nobody is left out. Everybody is making progress. Everybody is doing it. We're working together and unifying ourselves into one body. Jesus is the head. You and I are the body. Yeah. Yeah. And there's not one place that's not necessary. Amen? Right. Yeah. Everybody right. is needed. Absolutely. I mean, you think if you just had one of these gifts and everybody was just one gift, you, wouldn't, you couldn't have a church. Right. You can get anything done. And so these, it's so important that we understand every gift is valuable. The, the other one, some, some <coughs> translations will say administrations. Yes. Or it could be translated leadership. Mm -hmm. Okay. So an administrative gift is a person who likes to organize things. They're not, if the server is more of a person like short-term goals, let's get this done, I'll help do this, administrative person, it's like they can see a little bit longer down mm -hmm. the road. They don't mind working on a two-year project. They like working with systems. You know, they're, they're enjoying <laughs> working with people. So we need administrative gifts because they've likened them to the shoulders yeah. of the body because they don't mind shouldering responsibility. It's like, we'll get this done. We're going to organize. We're going to put a system in place, and we'll help people know where to go. Yeah, this, we need leadership. Yes, Amen? Yes. And one of the things is that the, we're all responsible for the gifts that we've given, been given. Again, it goes back to we're the stewards of that gift. We need, and there's parables that Jesus spoke about not to bury your gift. Amen? Mm -hmm. But then there's, there's the gift of mercy. And this is the heart of the body. And they're ruled more by their heart <laughs> and not their head. <laughs> Merciful people, they're not critical at all. You know, they're sensitive to other people's emotions, you know. <laughs> See how different it is than the perceiver? The black and white. Yeah. It's like, well, this is wrong. And the mercy person, well, 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 well wait a minute. You know? <laughs> <laughs> They're the ones when they were kids brought the stray cat and the dogs home. <laughs> you know? We can't let them stay in the street. <laughs> They're feelers, so to speak. And, and they pray heartfelt prayers. And I'll tell you what, going through this, you know, when we went through it the first time, we could, we description was, oh, man, I got that. Oh, man, I got that too. It's, it really is amazing. 
you know, it's important that every single one of these are fit together in a local church so that local church can thrive. It's important. Yeah. It's important to show mercy. It's important yeah. to be encouraged. You, yeah, you can't just say, well, I don't have the mercy gift, so it doesn't matter to me like what happens to you. It's like, yeah, you that's know, we, the we, perceiver we, right there. We that. all have some of these. I mean, you'd say, well, I'm not a teacher. Well, if you're a parent, you're kind of a teacher. Yes. and You know, you're and learning you're, to disciple line upon line your child. So come on now. There are some, some of these might, like a teaching gift, like come this on. might be more in a public setting, but we all right. have some of this. We, we all need to know right from wrong, right? Come on. We all, we all need to know, well, I have some spiritual discernment. The Holy Spirit is saying, stop that, <laughs> you know. And then that simple obedience right after that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, again, we go in his strength. Yeah. Work out our salvation yeah. with fear and trembling, but not in our own strength, yeah. in his strength. Right. Yeah. In his strength. But if we're not tapping into his strength, you're on your own. And if you're on your own, you're a lost sheep. Yeah. And these, when you think about how God put this together in a body, yep. we're all connected. See, this is part of, well, I have this gift. You need a church body. Yes. God's designed it this way. I don't, we don't say this because we're called to be pastors and we just, you know, we, you're the church body. No, the Lord put this together this right. way. For a reason. And so your gift and utilizing your gift is important. We're going to talk more, some more about that next week. Now, how many of you have found yourself, like just in these descriptions, a little bit of like, eh, I tend to lean yeah. this way or that way. Anybody? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would hope so. Here's one final illustration uh, that might help you see yourself in this. Let's say you're hosting a dinner party. And you have, you've invited seven people over, and the seven people happen to just each have one of these gifts. Like, each person has one of these gifts, okay? So everybody's, uh, the whole group possesses all seven gifts, and you're in the kitchen, you're making a salad, and you're trying to bring everything out to the people in the dining room, so you're juggling three plates in one hand, and you're coming through the dining room door, and you bump yourself, and ah! One of the plates you know, loses your grip, crashes to the floor. Yep. There's broken glass, you know, from the plate, and the salad's on the floor. It's just a mess. How do all? How do each of those seven people respond? The, the perceiver might say, "Well, that's what happens when you try to carry too many plates at one time." Right? <laughs> the server would be like, "Hey, you know, let me help you clean it up. It's all right. Let's let's, let's go help clean up." You know, the teacher would be like, well, the reason that it fell was that it wasn't balancing the right way. They're trying to explain, you know, why this happened. The exhorter is like, hey, we're all here to help. Just next time you need some help, just call us. You know, we'll come into the kitchen and just help you do it. That's an encourager. The giver is like, oh, I'd be happy to help you make some, some salad. Or, hey, well, look, if you need it, I can just go out and run to the store. I'll buy everybody some salads and we'll be fine, right? And the administrator or the mercy person is like, oh, don't feel bad. Oh, that can happen to anybody. No problem. Don't be embarrassed about it. <laughs> then the administrator person is like, hey, John, we need a broom. We need a mop. <laughs> you know, Sandy, like, you need to go get some towels. Let's clean up the floor. And, you know, Joe, come on, help me. Let's go into the kitchen. We need to make some more salads, right? <laughs> I think, you know, when I read that years ago, it was like, oh, I know just which one I'd be in that group. Yeah. But can you find yourself in those kinds of reactions? I mean, God has wired you mm -hmm. the way he intended to wire you. You know, we're not all alike for a reason. And we, this is why we need each other yes. for a reason. Like, I need you, you need me. Because mm -hmm. we don't have all the gifts. But when we come together as a body, when every joint is supplying their part, there you go. Then the body starts working right. It's like, hey, you know what? We're we're getting to be a well-oiled machine here. Yeah. Like we, Hallelujah. You know, we've got some function going on. So God's joined us. I think this is what we have to realize: is that this is not something you dream up. This is what God dreamed up. Hallelujah. This is His plan and purpose. And so I, we want you to go away from today. Thinking about this, asking the Holy Spirit, you know, which one of these, maybe you already know, it's like, I lean to this and this. Mm -hmm. Help me, Lord. Look at the people. Look at the church around you. 
You know, if you feel like God has joined you to this fellowship, it's important that you use your gift. Yes. It's important that we understand these things. There is, you actually will tap into the very life of God doing it. Because we are the body of Christ. And if he's the head and he's telling you, this is what I put in you, and he's directing you to a local body, and we just sit and don't do it, then it's not our, it's not his fault. We might feel like, I don't get any life. I, don't, I need more life. Well, then maybe start to have the courage. Take the risk to use your gift. Yes. And next week, we're going to have little handouts, things that you could just look at. Just go, you know, maybe where can I help in the church? Where can I serve? Where can I begin to, you know, let this gift unfold? Let it be discovered in my life and use it. It's for your, it's for your enjoyment, really. Make you whole. Because you will find that when you walk out of here and you've helped people, you know you help people. You didn't just come to get something and get built up and then leave. But when you know, I actually, I, I, I enjoyed that interaction. I could tell I helped them. Mm-hmm. You gain life from that. You gain purpose from that. Jesus said, I did not come, you know, to, to be the master. You know, he said, I came to be a servant. And so when we learn to serve, you know, we are truly tapping in to the life and the heart of God. Yes, hallelujah. So we'll just, we'll close here. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you. We do thank you, Lord. Like we look at the scripture and see what salvation, what your salvation has given us. God, forgive us for minimizing it. Yes. Help us, Lord. Open up our eyes to see greater things. Mm that you've wired us together. We're made in your image, but each one, Lord, you wired us individually. You know, we're not all the same, but we are all meant to be unified. (laughs) And so help us, Lord, to understand your purpose for our life, your purpose for the church, and how we can all join together to advance your kingdom. This isn't about what I want to do with my life. It's about what you've ordained from the foundation of the world. You had good works planned for us, your word says in Ephesians 2.10, that we are your masterpiece, made in your image, made for good works that we should be doing. And so I pray, Father, you awaken our church body to this truth. Help us, Lord, to bring you glory by using our gifts, loving one another. In Jesus' name. If you're here today and you have given your life to Christ, I mean, a lot of people sit in churches that don't allow Jesus to rule their life. A lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people think they're saved and they're really not. A lot of people will confess something, but by their deeds, they deny him. We're here to open the door for everybody. Jesus is that door. And there's going to come a time where that door will be closed. And there's going to be a lot of people knocking on that door from the outside saying, let me in. I went to church. I joined the church. I gave money to the church. What we don't want is to hear, go away, I never knew you. Like that prodigal son. Like the prodigal son. You gotta come to yourself and recognize, man, I've sinned against heaven. My lifestyle does not show that I am a believer. Today's an opportunity to be like the prodigal son. Recognize you sinned against heaven. You sinned against God. When he came to himself, he recognized that and he repented. Confessing your sin. Repenting means you turn away from your sin. Your life has changed. And only Jesus can give you the power to walk away from that. Only Jesus can make you whole. Only Jesus can forgive your sins. That's why he bled on that cross. That's why he died and was buried. And the third day he rose again. Pastor Mamie talked about it. When he rose again, he justified you. 
but you've got to come to him his way not your way he said repent and believe if that's you today I'm asking you to raise your hand be bold enough to say yes Jesus I have been sinning against you I've sinned against heaven and I'm coming to myself and I recognize I've sinned against you I'm asking you to forgive me Lord forgive me free from this Jesus I want to walk with you all the days of my life I'm to surrender my life to you Jesus I'm saying that you now are my Lord I've confessed my sins. I'm asking you to wash me by the Cleanse me, Jesus. Free me. And he says, if the Son sets you free, you're free indeed. Don't take pen. Keep that signet ring on. Let that robe of righteousness help determine what you're going to choose. Those sandals. You're not a slave. You're a son. Hallelujah. Just simply say, Jesus, I open my heart to you today. I've sinned against heaven. I've sinned against my even. Forgive me. Wash me clean from my sin. Renew a right spirit within me. Be my master. Be my king. I want to walk with you in obedience. I'm not asking you. Holy Spirit, come and fill me to the fullness. So I can walk in this freedom and liberty that Jesus gave me. Help me discover my gifts. Help me to use my gifts. I want to be a blessing to others. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.